You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, what's going on, sir? <laughs> Nothing. We just had a funny conversation that I'm trying hard not to mention on air. That's all. Ah, <laughs> uh, the listeners. Oh, by the time they, they listen to this podcast, they might already know. That, that's, that's the thing. They, they might already have, have heard it. So, Marcus is anyways. going on to ESPN with a ridiculous premise that I'm laughing at him at. <laughs> Sorry. That was... <laughs> That was a cough. Way to spoil the spoil. That's all right. Uh, coming up on today's show, we preview the Cowboys and Lions matchup in week four. Uh, let's jump right into it because we've got a lot to talk about. I want to talk about the Cowboys offense because that seems Why? like the only thing people... <laughs> it's true. Why do we want to talk about Why? That's the only thing that anybody in the media wants to talk about is what's wrong with the Cowboys offense. I, I got up this morning and I scrolled through Twitter and there was like seven different articles from big media people on what's wrong with the Cowboys offense. And I just... I just kind of laughed. But it, anyway... It, it is funny, to be, to be honest. I mean, it is pretty hilarious. I mean, yeah, there's, there's no is. articles uh, about the Bills' offense, but I mean, you know, th- I guess they scored 24 <laughs> points against the Vikings, and that's 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 a cure all I mean, on the road. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, I actually have a lot of confidence in the Cowboys' offense this game, which is kind of scary. But um, I want to talk about some of the matchups that the Cowboys may have an advantage here over the Lions. Uh, if you look at the Lions' depth chart right now, uh, especially in their front seven. I'm not totally convinced that there aren't better front sevens in college football than what Detroit has right now. Uh, Ezekiel Ansah, uh, their best player, has missed the last three games with a shoulder issue. He missed practice on Wednesday. We're recording this uh, on Thursday. Haven't seen the injury report. I I guess I would be surprised if he plays. Um, Outside of that, you're talking about a lot of not very good players. Uh, Devin Kennard is one of their defensive ends. Uh, Jared Davis is a linebacker who's not playing good. Deshaun Hand is, a, a, I think, a third-round pick from Alabama last year, or from this year. Eli Harold, a guy that's kind of washed out uh, from a couple different teams, is maybe their best pass rusher right now. Talk to us, Landon, about how the Cowboys may be able to run the ball against this pretty poor front seven of the Detroit Lions. Well, yeah, I mean, I think that it, they had to have been a little bit surprised I guess with the results of how poorly they have I mean I think that they definitely had higher expectations for a guy like Deshaun Hand who um, you know obviously had a pretty good uh, reputation in in college as being able to uh, handle that kind of thing and and, you know obviously the loss of Ansa is a is a is a huge portion of of the struggles that they've had with their front seven but you know look I, I mean as much as people pin me for being too optimistic about this, I mean, I'm very much at the point now where I got to see it from them. You know, like I, I feel like I have seen, and I'm, I'm talking about the Cowboys. I mean, I feel like I've seen right, it from, right. you know, when I told you everyone that I felt like it could work, I saw a very different thing in the training camp than what I've been seeing play out on the field here. So as I'm seeing it not look very good and it not look very good from some of the, the best players on our team, uh, I, you know, I don't, 
you know, I, I don't know that I have any confidence at this point of, that they're definitely going to go out there and dominate. Now, if they play like I know they can and they, I know they should, I definitely feel like we have the ability to run all over this front seven. Um, but I it's, mean, it's just not a good group. The, the Detroit's giving up 5.4 yards per attempt this year. Uh, they haven't even pl- played good rushing attacks. They played the Jets. They played the Patriots. They played the 49ers. I wouldn't call those top 10 rushing offenses, would you? No, no, not at all. I mean, I'm not like, and I'm not trying to suggest that they're formidable at all. I mean, they they definitely don't seem to look formidable at all. Uh, but I, at the same time, like, I don't know what the Cowboys. I mean, they the, the Cowboys seem to have been running the football well, so I, I maybe I feel a little bit better about that, like about them, you know, potentially being able to uh, uh, move the ball because of the success previously. Mm-hmm. But again, like. I mean, there's nothing that I've seen in the Cowboys games or in the NFL, frankly, in the last year and a half that makes me think predicting stuff is going to, you know, comes true. I mean, everything just seems so insanely unpredictable now, you know, that uh, we'll predict at the end of the show is going to win this game. That's the best part of this. Yeah, of course, because it's the most it's definitely so accurate. Uh, (laughs) I think I think that they should be able to run the ball if they run the ball like I know they can. But if the question is, will they play up to that level? We'll see. One of the things that I've kind of been thinking about with this matchup is I'm usually a person that you know advocates for running out of 11 and 10 personnel. I'm not sure that's going to be the right decision here. Uh, you look at the, the Detroit secondary, and they've got a lot of really good players between Darius Slay, who's their best cornerback, Quandre Diggs, Tavon Wilson, Glover Quinn. Uh, they have Tease Tabor as, as you know one of their depth cornerbacks. They have a lot <laughs> of the guy who stands back. out there. <laughs> he he kind of does. He's not great, but you compare their cornerback and safety depth to their linebacker depth. I would rather have more linebackers on the field in this case because I know that Jared Davis is not very good. I, I know that. Uh, Eli Harold is just kind of an average player at best, and Devin Kennard. I I think this is a game where the Cowboys run a lot of 12 and 13 personnel. I think they can have a lot of success on the ground. Now, uh, our friend John Owning has been charting the Cowboys' offense all season long, and they've had their most success, I believe, out of 13 personnel so far this year, correct? I would, I mean, you know, yes. I mean, I, I think that that's also... <laughs> It's misaligned because they haven't run a ton of thirteen personnel. But yes, I would okay, say so twelve personnel. Yeah, I, I would I say that twelve is probably. I, I was going to say twelve right personnel. Now. If you're talking about if you're combining number of snaps and uh, you know success, uh, you know I think twelve and eleven is by far the two biggest personnels they run, and, and they have a lot of success in twelve personnel. So that's why I guess I wouldn't be that surprised to see the Cowboys use a lot of twelve personnel. So let's go ahead and move on to the passing game. Uh, Cowboys are still struggling throwing the ball. I mean, we've talked about this, you know, for the end, until the end of time about their passing game, why it's struggling, whether it's the offensive line, the play calling, the quarterback, the receivers, maybe a little bit of all of it together. But in this contest at home, how can the Cowboys get their passing game back on track against the Lions? Well, I, you know, I think again, the important thing here is that they've divorced their passing game from the run game you know and i think that's where we're starting to see you know some of the struggles i feel like they need to be using more play action um because i think that if anything you know D- detroit knows that they have issues stopping the run 
So they're going to try, and they know who they're playing this week, and they know that the Cowboys, you know, have a passing attack that doesn't look good right now. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, very much focused on trying to stop the run specifically, uh, and then roll, you know, hope that their passing attack can, I mean, their pass defense can just slow down whatever Dallas puts out there, um, which is a, you know, it's it's been a successful uh, formula against the Cowboys, even when they were playing well. If you if you think back, you know, on teams that have had success against the Cowboys defensively, even when the Cowboys have, you know, been executing well and performing well, the games where the Cowboys play against a pass defense that can, you know, even with Dez and with Witten around, uh, that could slow down the pass defense while being able to focus on the run. Um, is the kind of defense that has given the Cowboys issues. So typically a man-to-man defense. That yeah, has a couple yes, that has good right. corners that can usually you know at least slow down that process. Uh, but also they can play the run while playing in man defense, which is you know not a lot of defenses fit that bill, frankly. Um, but there are those ones out here. The interesting thing with the, with the, the the Lions is that they have the pass defense, at least the personnel, I think, to especially against the Cowboys, to potentially do this kind of thing, to be able to focus on the run and stop the pass, to have the ability in the uh, to have such ability in the pass defense that you're able to shut down the passing game while focusing on the run. Um, so right. I think the way to to break that is to marry the passing game and the running game together better to to add play action into that to take advantage of the weak pieces of the passing game which are the same weak pieces in the run game and that's the second level Uh, make the draw the linebackers in, throw over the top of them behind them in front of the safeties Um, and then you know i think for you're going to need to try to get advantage scheme advantages, uh, you know, get bad uh, alignments. Uh, I mean, matchups uh, out there, you know, whether it's getting Tavon Austin, so finding a way to get Tavon Austin on T's Tabor, you know, uh, try to, you know, try to right. find, finding ways right. to get your guys that um, match up better and then just avoiding Darius Slay. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't think you don't, I don't think you throw away from him every time, but just know that, Whoever you're putting out there is probably going to have a tough battle against a guy who's probably one of the better, you know, underrated corners in the league. Uh, so I think you know those are the kind of things that you 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 need to take advantage of. And you know, like guys like Quinn, like they're you know Quinn's had a history of being a, an incredible ball hawk in in, in the back end. But I, I do think that you can you know exploit him in the run game to a certain degree. I mean, I don't know that he loves right, contact as much. So I, I think that you know make the free safety come down and play some football. Earl Thomas had no problem doing that because he's Earl Thomas, but that's the difference between Earl Thomas and Quinn, right? Is that Earl Thomas can do it, do everything. Quinn is a very good deep third safety, free safety topper type, but I don't know if he's going to love coming down and tackling Zeke with a head of steam. Right. And this is going to be a game where the Cowboys are going to have to rely on the rushing attack. And not only Ezekiel Elliott, they're going to need Dak Prescott to, uh, you know, not only to make plays on design handoffs, but if things start to break down in the passing game, get outside the pocket, gain five yards, live to fight another down. It's, it, it's Detroit has a improved defense in the back end, but I still think you can take advantage of, of that front seven 
if they give Prescott some time in the pocket, I do think he's going to be able to find some open receivers. Um, it's going to be a, fa- a fascinating matchup to watch. Um, let's pause so we can talk to you guys about my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They have been in the business for years, have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that has been good to me in the past, and that's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, I want to talk about the Lions offense against the Cowboys defense. This is going to be a really fun matchup. Uh, the Cowboys have actually had a lot of success against Matt Stafford uh, in the four previous matchups. Uh, Stafford has not played all that well against the Cowboys. They, they've they allowed a lot of yards, but he hasn't beat them through the air. He hasn't had a high touchdown-to-interception ratio. He just hasn't played all that well. The challenge here now is... They have a lot of weapons on the outside with Golden Tate, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay. But it also appears that they actually have a running game now. Carrion Johnson uh, on Sunday night was the first Detroit Lion to go over 100 yards rushing War since Eagle. Reggie Bush in 2013. War Eagle. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> that's, that's your Auburn coming out. Um, anyways. They, they've got a very balanced offense that's going to be tough to defend. Let's start with a rushing attack. How can the Cowboys slow down on Johnson and that mammoth offensive line that Detroit has? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, let's not get overconfident with uh, get, <laughs> having the, the, the dams broken that they've, you know, because they. Uh, they got one one hundred yards. It does look like improved, though. It, no, it, it does no, look like one hundred percent, and probably because of the offensive percent. line. Well, I mean, first of all, yes, the offensive line looks better. Decker on it with another year. Ragnow has been a revelation. Um, I think Glasgow has always been a pretty decent center. Uh, T.J. Lang is, yep. you know, still T.J. Lang. You're kicking around, and you know Wagner can play at right tackle. So, I mean, I think they've got a decent line. Uh, I think the runner has a lot to do with it. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm not a. Ooh, Auburn Homer to a certain with certain players, but Carryon Johnson's one of them. I think you know he, I love the way he he's played. really good. Yeah, I mean he's fun to watch in, in, in college. I mean he's he's kind of more of a traditional back, I guess. You know, like kind of a you know, the tough guy, he's almost like a throwback. Yeah, guy. like a throwback yeah. type, really. Um, uh, you know, it's going to be a, it's 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 a lot of power with them. I, I don't mean necessarily scheme wise, but I mean like you know these guys are physically powerful they're not necessarily the more agile athletic types i mean lang can used to be able to move but he's not that guy really anymore rag now even coming into the league was not exactly the greatest mover but he is a tough blocker i mean physical yeah. uh, great and pass pro decker's probably their most athletic guy i mean he's definitely you know, he kept coming out of ohio state I was uh, I was surprised how quickly he transitioned into a good player, but I always thought that that was a, a guy as an athlete who was very uh, a very effective player. Um, so, but I think what they're going to try to do is try to bully us up front, and um, I, I think uh, to me the the Cowboys are going to have their most success, um, you know, 
getting penetration, breaking, trying to stop this before it starts. Um, you know, I, I think that they're going to struggle as good as this offensive line go, is in the run game. I mean, as good as this offensive line is, comma, <laughs> in the run game, I think they're going to struggle to get to the second level uh, to block our linebackers. And um, I think they're so athletic. Yeah. They're and so fast. Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's, that's where uh, we're going to need to see um, the, the success. I think it, the Cowboys have guys who are, are good penetrators that are good that, you know, especially against guys like these that are maybe not as quick footed, getting inside, uh, getting through the gaps uh, and disrupting, uh, I think that you know the Cowboys will have some success there, um, and then if not, I, I just think that they're going to be so occupied with the defensive line trying to get into gaps that uh, these linebackers, uh, Smith and Vander Esch specifically, are going to be allowed to run free. All right, let's move on to the passing game, and this is where the Lions can be dangerous. Uh, unlike previous years. They only really had two options, and then when they put that third receiver out there, uh, it typically was a player that wasn't very talented. Uh, this is a three-receiver team now with three really talented guys in Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, and Kenny Galladay. Uh, Golden Tate's going to be in the slot. Uh, you're going to see him against Anthony Brown. I actually feel pretty good about Byron against Marvin Jones, who almost always lines up in the left-hand side. And even Kenny Galladay against Shadobi Awuzie. So talk to us a little bit about these wide receiver cornerback matchups. Who do you think has the advantage here? Well, I think it's a it's a pretty even matchup. I mean, I think that um, they do have some talent out there, but obviously the Cowboys have some talent out there. And um, I think uh, uh, Awuzie versus Galladay is going to be a very interesting matchup. But I do think that physically he's a good matchup for uh, Galladay. I think that... Um, the kind of guy, you know, Galladay is definitely kind of a, you know, a freaky guy. He's a height, weight, speed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely one of those type of uh, physical specimen types that, you know, he's the type that when he came into the league, it's like, it's not, is this guy good and big and talented enough to do it? It's, it's can he physically master the skill set because he has all the, uh, uh, he has all the all the you know physical aspects that you want as a wide receiver, especially as at the point when he was coming into the league. At the same point, Awuzie is a very physical uh, and very you know big uh, corner on the outside. I, I mean, I kind of like I kind of like this matchup for uh, Awuzie. I like it too. You know, I think that I think that that's actually a, some a place where uh, he's he's actually going to have. Uh, uh, not an advantage, but I think I think this is the type of wide receiver I'd prefer to see him out there against than maybe um, you know wh- where I'm going to be concerned is Golden Tate. I think you know yep, absolutely Golden Tate versus Awuzie is, is one where I, I would be concerned about because I think um, yeah I just think he's he's a he's a he's a technician he's a route runner and he's going to get find ways to get open um, and I think that you know to, it's not going to be about you know, winning a bunch of one-on-one matchups, I think it's going to be about beating them in zone and, and that sort of thing. I, I think as long as the Cowboys can rally to tackle, though, and you know make solid tackles in the back end, uh, I think that's really the key part here is limiting the yak ability of these guys after they catch the ball. Because Tate's really the only guy that 
I think terrifies me in spe- some specific matchups on the outside. But when he goes inside, like I but actually I'll, feel. I'll say this real quick though. Golden Tate, Golden Tate hasn't played any snaps outside yet. Really? Even in their two wide receiver sets, it's been Galladay and Marvin Jones. Yeah, so interesting. Tate is almost, uh, all, he's just a slot receiver at this point. So well, you probably I, won't see him matched up against the Woozy. And I got to say, I kind of like the matchup between Tate and Brown. I think that that's actually a good matchup for that the Cowboys. That makes more sense in a woozy. Yeah. I mean, I think with speed and with the length that Brown has, I, I think that that is more of a guy that can probably keep up with that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, that, that might actually work out to the Cowboys' advantage to a certain degree. All right, the last thing I want to talk about is Matt Stafford. Um, we mentioned him at the beginning. Uh, Stafford is a, a tough quarterback to defend because he's athletic. Uh, he's got a, a really big arm. He can at times he can put the ball wherever he wants to. Um, I, I today I wrote a piece for the Athletic on what's the best strategy to stop Matt Stafford, and I, I can give a quick summary of it right now. But uh, for the most part, Matt Stafford has been a disaster on third down throughout his career, and part of that is because he was on some pretty poor teams coming up you know as a young player in this league he got to the point where he developed some really bad habits he takes chances that he probably shouldn't and he forces the ball on third down so if the Cowboys can get Stafford into some unfavorable third down you know situations I think they're going to have a, a good chance to make a few plays and those plays those interceptable passes uh, maybe sometimes where he holds on to the ball too long I think those are the type of plays that are going to decide this game if the Cowboys can take advantage of that I think you'll see uh, the Cowboys you know hold Detroit under 23 points this game but how the Lions operate on third down will probably decide the the result of this week's matchup so any thoughts on Stafford before we move on I mean you know just to throw in here Stafford went to my high school he graduated with my sister and my my sister was the trainer for their high school state championship team i've been watching stafford play since he was 15 years old and um Hmm. he's always been the same guy like he's just he made it in this in that in high school he made it in college and he made it in the nfl because he was just physically more talented than everybody else. The, the things that you see this guy do at times. I mean, I remember in the state high school championship game, he was rolling to his left and he threw the ball. I, I don't know how to describe this on a podcast, but like instead of over his head, he threw his ball across like he was like sliding, like he was sliding a shuffleboard. Thing across the table, and he threw it right, thir- right. thirty-five yards down the field, and it was a touchdown. <laughs> like so, uh, <laughs> He's yeah, incredible. They won the state championship game, I think, fifty-five to seven or something like that. It was ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, but my point being is that a lot of what you said kind of rings true, right? This is a guy that is relied for most of his career on his physical ability, and uh, is God given unbelievable natural talent to be a quarterback. Um, but I think that when it comes time to make the smart decision or make the read correctly or to dissect what's being that's happening to him uh, in third downs, I, I think, you know, I think it's difficult to it's difficult for him. You know, it's it's it, and it's all and the, the times when he's been good in his career, it's when he's 
you know, really understood the offense that he was in, really, uh, you know, took advantage right. of right. all all of his hots. That's when he's had his most success. But when he's not, when he's maybe not comfortable with what he's doing or what he's seeing, or the offense, you know, isn't getting people open for him on thirds down, I, I think that's where he's ha- had his struggles. It seems out of structure is when things tend to break down for him, and you start to see those bad habits uh, come up. The the one thing I'll tell you guys to look for is when he starts trying to throw sidearm, that's typically when he gets himself into trouble. We saw it last week against New England. Uh, he played great in that entire game, but there was a third down play where his initial read wasn't open. He tried to sidearm a pass to the tight end down the seam, and it got picked off. It's just one of those things that he reverts to bad habits when when things don't go exactly to plan. Those so guys just look out for that. Those arm guys, you know, like the guys that have those amazing arms. It's it can really be a double edged sword, you know. And and well, like think about Jay Cutler. Yeah, or, no, or I mean, even yeah. Brett Favre at times. I yeah. mean, I mean, the list goes on. Like it's and, and Jeff uh, George is another guy. Like I mean, those guys that Joe have, Flacco, even Joe yeah. Flacco. I mean, you you have these arms and you can do whatever. You can put the ball wherever you want, anywhere on the field, from anywhere, with any kind of throwing platform. But what it, at the end of the day, a lot of times it really you know it cuts you the other way because you get lazy and you think that your arm right, can do anything absolutely. and you forget that the other guys uh, as as elite and as one of a kind you are in arm talent the guys that are on the back end are also elite and one of a kind in their talent so you know they have the ability to make those plays all right time for the best part of the show landon let's make our predictions about the cowboys lions week four matchup i will let you go first who wins this game and why I just don't. I mean, I don't know. I this is really tough because I just don't know how the Cowboys are playing. You know, they just not are not playing very well right now. I mean, I think that's clear. But I think that to me, I don't. You know, I don't think it's so much. I mean, everyone there is lots of blame to go around for a lot of this, and we've talked about this. But for me, I I think I got to see this ex team execute before I know how terrible this offense is or is not and i mean like from a schematic wise and i don't know and right. I, th- I think this could and this could be a, a good matchup or a really bad matchup for the cowboys depending on how well they're able to get their passing game going but if you know if detroit is able to stop our run game while also you know slowing obviously stopping our passing attack and the Cowboys are not able to marry those two together the Cowboys could be in for a long game I I have more confidence in the defense because of the way the defense has performed over th- this whole s- situation um, but obviously the defense also didn't play great last week so I think uh, I'm going to pick the Cowboys because uh, honestly, this right now it feels like this terrible kind of back and forth win loss win loss situation until something <laughs> straightens out. But uh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily feel confident about it. Yeah, so for me, I, I think I've picked against the Cowboys in every single week so far, but I actually think they're going to win this one. Um, you know, all week long, people have been talking about how bad the Cowboys' offense is. How people have been writing stories about, you know, just how outdated their offense is. I think you'll see uh, the Cowboys in a little bit of a desperation mode in this game. 
Um, I think you'll see that from from Garrett, from Linehan. I think they'll have a little bit more of a sense of urgency to get the offense started. Um, and, and I do think this is a good matchup for them to do that. Now, on the other side of the coin, Detroit is coming off an emotional win on Sunday night against the New England Patriots, uh, where they got a win for Matt Patricia. Uh, they're flying high. They're coming into Dallas. It wouldn't be a surprise if they had a somewhat of a letdown, maybe even just a quarter of a letdown. You know, in the first quarter, they come out a little bit flat. That just won't surprise me considering the way the NFL has gone. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a very high scoring game, uh, but I'm going to pick the Cowboys. We'll say 23 to 20. Um, I could be completely off. We'll see. But um, this is the first time I'm picking the Cowboys all year, which probably means not good things, but that's okay. Uh, that's it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked on Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Yeah.